listening to Everyday Engineering, the City of Madison's engineering podcast where we talk about infrastructure. Complex topics explained simply. From the water that flows down your drain to the rain and snow that drains into the lakes. By way, the curbs and streets we design. City engineering touches your life in so many ways. Explained right now in Everyday Engineering. John Nolan Drive. It needs some improvements. And planning begins right now, years and years ahead and before digging and disruption happens. But it's really not that easy. That's an understatement, especially for the people in charge of designing, reimagining the most popular street in the community. My name is Hannah Molinitsky, City of Madison Engineering Division Public Information Officer, your host on this podcast, also in charge of the communications for the city's engineering division. But The people with the hard jobs on this project are sitting right here at the table with me. Uh, Thank you both for joining us. Uh, Principal engineer for the streets and paths design section of our engineering division, Chris Petikowski. And then we also have Mike Sturm joining us, a landscape architect here in the city's park division. Thank you both for making time for this busy time. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, busy, busy time. But it, it is yet to get busier as the years go on with this project, right? So, Chris, let's start off with you. Um, share what your role is specifically here on the John Nolan Drive reconstruction project. Uh, so my role with the engineering division is to uh, kind of manage the designs of the, of the streets and the, and the transportation improvement program. So this is a major project for us. Uh, I'll be kind of overseeing the, or managing the, the design of the, of the, the new roadway, bridges, and, and path. Yes. Just that, right? Just yeah. everything. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a nice big bite. Um and then Mike, you're here because John Nolan Drive impacts a lot of other projects and the coordination between the two um and all the projects involves a lot. So that's kind of where you come into play here and you're working on the Lake Monona waterfront project which spans from Law Park, Olin Park and involves JND. So can you kind of share your role and more about your project and how it intersects with this project? Yeah, certainly, Hannah. So uh, I'm the project manager of the Lake Monona Waterfront Planning Initiative. So this is a, a master plan initiative for Law Park, as you mentioned, the John Nolan Drive Causeway, and the northern portion of Olin Park. Um, the, the planning scope also includes the airspace over John Nolan Drive, and the city has an access easement between two existing private developments to East Wilson Street. That's up uh, mm-hmm. higher up on the um, on the isthmus itself. Mm-hmm. So the project originally started out as being primarily focused on Law Park itself, mm-hmm. um, but uh, in 2019, with the with uh, the decision from city engineering to, to reconstruct the bridges um, in John Nolan Drive, we recognized that there was an opportunity here to kind of take a look at the Lake Monona waterfront holistically, essentially spanning the length of uh, Machinery Row all the way out to um, Olin Park itself. So that's when the, the, the project area was expanded. And now we have um, an opportunity, and it's really almost a, a generational opportunity to really um, imagine what's possible for the length of, of the Lake Monona waterfront. I, yeah, I mean, I think that, that everybody, as we're in this early phase of this of all of these projects um it just seems like yes there's that word opportunity keeps popping up and imagining and i think that you know as we're listening to this podcast and and maybe what anyone outside of the city bubble or you know local government bubble working for the city they may think that okay 
is this going to be something that we can be creative with? And the answer is yes, because there isn't a lot of space. Um, we do need to be creative from a design perspective. And we also are trying to to kind of go there and see what we can do. Um, so local government isn't always so stuffy, stuffy, structure, structure like that. I know as you should see the looks I'm getting right now. I'm like, <laughs> all right, Hannah, let's move on. Okay. So, um, We'll talk more about, Mike, your project um, in, in just a moment here. But so John Nolan Drive needs improvements. So we should talk about why are we doing this project? It needs improvements. Bridges were built in the 60s and 70s. What else can you share, Chris, about the need and why we are doing this? Sure. We're not just disrupting for no reason. Right, right. So the main the main uh, kind of driver for this project is the status of the bridges. There's... There's six bridges out there on the causeway, three northbound and three southbound. And those bridges, as you mentioned, were built in the mid-60s, mid-70s. And um, they've reached a point in their service life where we have to start planning for the replacement of them. They're still uh, still fully functional and fully safe, but uh, just to, to plan ahead and, and uh, be responsible uh, we do need to start planning for the uh, replacement of those bridges. Um, as part of that, we also know um, from comments that we've heard that uh, the the bike path along the causeway is pretty thin, uh, pretty skinny uh, for the amount of use that it gets. So that will certainly be a, a focus of our design. Um, uh, it's one of the most heavily used paths in the state. So. Um, certain, certainly looking for some some width expansion on on that on that part uh, as well and then um, you know the, the the pavement is is about nearing that life where um, we we need to start thinking about uh, planning its replacement as well so the main main the main driver was the the bridges but uh, it, it, it it provides that um, opportunity to improve those other functions as well. We're already digging. Why not make the most of it so we're not, you know, expanding on the disruption? How do you fit it all there? How do you fit all of that? How it, do you expand the bike path? I'm not sure yet. <laughs> That's uh, one of the things we'll have to figure out. But yeah. um, it is a very, you know, the causeway itself is very thin for the amount of uh, needs that it has. So... Um, that'll be one of the one of the emphasis on the design over the next few years. So bridge improvements. Just want to make sure what all the improvements J and D will get in this process. Just the, from our perspective. So the bridges, the bike paths. What else? So the bridges, uh, the the road pavement um, from uh, North Shore Drive to Olin Avenue. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the multi-use path, we're hoping to uh, repave and expand. And then uh, that also includes uh, a way to get over those uh, <clears throat> three, three, three bridge areas as well. So that they might have their own bridges in, in the end of this. Um, the, the last thing is uh, we've got some shoreline protection there that um, you know we would uh, look to replace, but uh, we'll be kind of working in concert with uh, with Mike's plan and seeing how that develops and 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 make some decisions later on as, as to how that gets implemented. Yeah, that's my question for you, Mike. Why do we need your project? <laughs> yes, certainly. So, um, 
So, and I, and I think one of your prior guests, uh, Mr. Mullenhoff, had really kind of elaborated on the, the long history of um, the waterfront, of Lake Monona's waterfront, and uh, the, the, the multitude of planning initiatives that had been proposed for it. Um, and I think it's really recognizing what um, an extremely unique opportunity is for the city of Madison to, to really kind of uh, develop that and kind of re-embrace the lake. Um, it's been kind of separated from the greater downtown and east and west neighborhoods by uh, the General Drive corridor, the rail corridor, um, this project, the Lake Monona Waterfront Planning Initiative, is really to kind of look at the broader picture, uh, develop a master plan for that space, and then have the master plan inform Chris's work. So this is where it ties in as far as um, uh, the causeway improvements are of critical importance, the general drive improvements, and it's recognizing that this master plan effort will have recommendations as far as bicycle and pedestrian improvements along its length. So we're really working towards um, uh, having this plan, the Lake Monona Waterfront Plan, um, sort of in a process where it can be reviewed and, and uh, approved by the Common Council near the end of 2022, early 2023, so that um, the reconstruction project is still in preliminary design at that point. Right. So that that's how it will eventually inform um, the reconstruction project, the reconstruction work for the roadway. That's hard. That's hard to do. I mean, it's it's well, it's not hard when you're organized and you meet deadlines. But thankfully, everyone is just on board. And 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 how you hit on that like very very clearly how important coordination is in all of this, mm -hmm. and that you're really working together on this. Um, Tell me a little bit more about what that plan may suggest. Do we know at this point? I mean, it's October 2021. If someone listens to this episode later on in the process, of course, check back for other updates. But um, I guess, you know, do we know? Do we have any idea of what we can expect from that? Because it's really quite exciting. I mean, especially for how many people use the path like we had just heard. I mean, so many people bike it, so many people run it, especially people downtown. People drive to do it, to use it downtown. So mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about that if you can. Yeah, certainly. So it's it's really recognizing that this is, this is a critical corridor for the entire city. Um, this is a thread that, that connects downtown to the south side of Madison, the east and west neighborhoods as well. Um, and this, it, with regard to pedestrian bicycle traffic, it, it really is a, a critical connection that ties all of our neighborhoods together. And that's where the significance of the project gets raised up. I think as far as um, potential improvements, so we've, we've started to set the stage a little bit. We, um, we've done some initial community engagement in 2019 and into 2020, as far as reaching out and holding uh, community workshops, doing intercept interviews, uh, as far as people actually using the space, sure. um, we had an online survey. So we've sort of gathered all of this, all this community input, um, without making any particular recommendations. Right? It's first where it was really just to go out there and, and, and gather ideas and gather concerns and, and 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 identify priorities for the space. So that was all combined in what we're referring to as a preliminary report. So we, we've got that completed, and that's been that's been made available on the project website, and that will inform um, the design process for uh, the Lake Monona Waterfront Corridor. So as far as the specific recommendations, all these ideas are sort of all the the, the prior ideas, and I think it's it's been mentioned. Um, you know, the the, the Frank Lloyd Wright Boathouse, um, potentially decking over John Nolan Drive to make that the, to make that connection up to the um, the upper downtown area, um, and. Other improvements as well as along the length of the corridor, those are all sort of encapsulated as far as um, previously 
proposed ideas within this report. So that's going to be made available for um, the the planners that will be working on the master plan initiative. That's the good stuff we all want to know about. We want to know what to expect. That's the exciting part of all of this. Um, in addition to all of our improvements for the street and making sure that there's a wider path and making our experience biking and, and traveling not in a car along the path, but then also what will we see and what will we experience and you know, can we can we meet with friends and family down there? Is there going to be space to do that? Is there going to be, you know, it's it's so much more than just the design. It really is part of experience and life. And and that really I, it sounds cheesy. It does. It sounds all the things, but it really is making design purposeful on both of your plates um, because it's it's what people remember when they come to Madison is that. No pressure at all. <laughs> yeah, they will smile at me. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, when will people start seeing changes or plans? Like we have, I believe we have it linked on our John Nolan Drive website. We're linking to Parks about the um, Monona, the preliminary report that is out. Correct. Um, so there, there are chunks out there. Um, you just search John Nolan Drive or you search... What is the official name of the project for? So, yeah, it's uh, Lake Monona Waterfront. Lake Monona Waterfront. Yep. Okay, I yep. just want to be clear if people are listening and they go and Google after the fact. Um, what we want, you know, timeline for all of this. You kind of laid out, you know, when will we should expect um, the plans to kind of coordinate. But when will we actually start seeing things? Yes, certainly. Um, I, I think that, and uh, maybe just to kind of frame this a little bit is that um, the Parks Division recognizes the, sort of the, the, the challenges that we face. Um, a law park itself averages 80 to 90 feet wide at, at some of its widest points. Um, it's a very narrow strip of land. The causeway is even narrower, um, recognizing where the where the, the shore armament ends and the, the, the lawn area begins. So Given all of these factors, um, the, the direction that the, the Parks Division is moving, this has been supported by other city agencies as well, is, is that uh, we are we anticipate holding a design challenge for um, the waterfront development. That's so, kind of cool. It is. Yeah. It is. So, so the, the design challenge um, is, is it's sort of a unique approach to master plan development. Um, and, but it's again, it's kind of recognizing the significance of this, this corridor. And, and what the challenge does is it really it casts a very wide net um, for, um, for talent. Um, it, it, can, it can draw national interest as far mm -hmm. as firms coming in with, with also with local representation. That's always the, the sort of the, the team dynamic we want to see. Mm -hmm. um, but, but the intent of the design challenges is really to bring focus in onto this area, um, bring as, as much expertise to bear as possible, and um, really start to have some creative solutions on addressing some of these challenges that we're looking at. Mm -hmm. um, what the Parks Division is preparing right now is, is essentially it's a draft RFQ for this, this design challenge model. We anticipate um, sharing that with council members later this year sure. for their authorization before we begin the process because it is a unique it is a unique approach. Mm -hmm. It involves properties beyond what the Parks Division owns. So the, the City of Madison Parks Division does not own the property. That's that's the John Nolan Causeway. Okay. So that's where we're looking to get um, a policymaker. Um, review and authorization to proceed. So we're in the process of getting that prepared and submitted to council. Um, and then ultimately, the design challenge would, if you know, assuming all these these <laughs> factors kind of yeah. work out, um, that the design challenge would occur in 2022. 
and, and that plans would be would be made available for, for public review, comment, um, potentially maybe a, a traveling display within the city, depending on, on where we are with, with right. the COVID restrictions in late 2022. Okay. So that that's really quite exciting. That's a different approach, obviously unique to how we're getting um, in the process some ideas. Um, and of course, there will be outreach and um, public information shared when that launches. So um, you'd look to parks for that. And we will definitely be watching that, of course, Chris, um, because, of course, like Mike had mentioned, the, the timeline on all of this has to coincide. Um, everything's got to line up. And um, our timeline, preliminary design, 2021 to 2023, um, Final design, 2024 to 2025, and then construction, if all goes as planned, 2026, 2027. That seems so far away, but yes. it, it, it moves quickly, doesn't it? That's, you know, why does it take that long? It, it does go quick. Um, there's a lot of, lot of steps in the process. Um, we applied for federal funds to assist with the construction. So uh, that comes with a lot of uh, uh, reporting and um, uh, environmental documents and uh, a, a, a number of different uh, steps to, to, to figure out. So it really does take uh, quite a while. And, and then to add the uh, public engagement process that uh, we feel you know is 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 important and the right thing to do for a project this big it really does take a lot of time to kind of kind of pull all that together so it seems like it's far off but uh we'll be busy this whole time uh kind of working through the working through the design process yeah I, and when i wrote that i thought when when i was getting ready for this interview you know it does sound quite elementary why does it take so long but it really it will go fast for us at the city, but again, when people start seeing some changes, it, it definitely helps reimagine when, you know, the design challenge is coming soon, you know, that sort of thing. But yeah, we're all working toward that. And that is why it takes a long time. Um, public engagement, we throw this around. It's a word that's thrown around all the time in these projects um, and not just thrown around. It's definitely part of our process. Like it is cemented in what we do. We need to make sure we're listening, not only just asking, but listening and acting on the engagement. There's a difference. And I think that at the city, and I can speak from engineering's perspective, particularly is we're really trying to listen and then act on our uh, on the feedback that we're getting um does it really mean what does it mean for anyone giving their feedback does it really matter it, again a softball question but seriously does it really impact what we do you certainly it uh it it definitely impacts um you know ultimately we're we're designing this facility for these users so mm -hmm. we want to see what they uh uh you know want to what they want to see in the design um we want to build that so you know we have a a number of standards that we have to follow of course and and those uh you know we can't always fit everybody's uh you know uh desires into the project but uh we do make it a focus to 
to try to implement, uh, especially if you're if you're getting a lot of uh, trends and comments from mm -hmm. different folks, you know that we we need to focus on a certain area and 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 try to improve that. Um, that's that's what we'll be working on. Yeah, we review it. We talk about it. We, I'm in those meetings. You're in those meetings. We talk about it. What about for parks? Yeah, I, I completely agree with Chris. Um, it, it is central to our work, and and I think and maybe if I can just build upon what, what and Chris's comments, I, I think one of the key perspectives here is is that um, when we receive input, um, sometimes it sheds light on aspects of the projects, you know, on the project that we we weren't fully aware of, right? Potential impacts, and I think that's often where where it really makes a significant difference in the, in the final outcome. Is sometimes um, we're, we're all professionals, we all we all strive to continue to to improve our craft. It's just sometimes uh, the, the community engagement work really offers a variety of perspectives that that helps illuminate potential concerns, potential problems, or opportunities um, as well as far as what the final outcome is of the project. So, Yeah, final outcome. We're looking forward to it. Um, we're wrapping up now because this is going to be my last question for both of you. What do these projects mean to the community and really to both of you being doing all the truly like the leading and the heavy lift on, and gravity of these projects are enormous. This project in particular, um, in co like correlation with everybody coordination but like just the the whole thing with john nolan and the all along the shoreway it is huge they don't come around very often projects like these they're part of the city's history and legacy so can you share what it means to you about what this work truly means uh, we're going yeah, okay, deep on right. the last yeah, question I, I, I think i think what's 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 <laughs> what, what um I think recognizing that um, the, the combined projects will shape how um, residents, um, visitors to Madison, park users will experience the city for decades to come. I think I think that this is this is really a, a very unique opportunity, and um, it has a broad enough scope to really um, sort of be impactful to how people experience Madison, mm -hmm. um, and we we have such a, a, a a tremendous city where the, with, with its sighting on the isthmus and the access to lake, the lakefront. Um, so I, I think that that's really kind of what what strikes me is when I'm, you know, on the on the day-to-day the -day things that all the little pieces that have to kind of um, uh, be worked out and coordinated. I think that's really the sort of the gravity behind um, both of these projects. Chris, yeah, final I, word. I, I would agree. You know. Uh, there's over 40,000 cars a day that use this corridor, uh, up to 4,000 bikes that use this corridor, um, pedestrians, you know, it's important that, uh, you know, we do a, a project that enhances that, that mode of travel for those folks. Um, also uh, very important to, we have a chance here to improve the safety on the street. Um, uh, you know, with with uh, different techniques in our design to try to make sure that our our citizens and visitors are are safe when they travel on this corridor. So, um, it's a big uh, it's a big opportunity for us where we can touch uh, so many different uh, you know people's lives with with one, with one project. We said it at the beginning, and we're going to say it at the end. Opportunity. Um, 
Thank you both. Thank you both. Uh, I think this is exciting. It's exciting to be a part of a project like this, even from communications. Of course, the heavy lifting from all of our teams um, making this happen. But thank you for making this happen, making time in your schedules to being here and sharing with everyone listening. If you are interested in the John Nolan Drive project, uh, head over to um, the City of Madison website, Projects. Uh, tab and then you can see John Nolan Drive there or you can just google it John Nolan Drive um, because this project it's not going away anytime soon and we're probably going to do a few more episodes on different parts Um, but again thank you so much for being here thank you so much for listening because we're always here for you every day in engineering 